It has been it has been really a long time since we met. The last time we met was 2012. Okay. Right. I think so. I think after the big earthquake happened. That's right. That was in 2011. Yeah, that's right. Right. Mm -hmm. And then then you called up because that's when I was giving tours of this club. Mm -hmm. Except when you called up and I took you. Yeah, around. yeah. Except when everybody was going. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're coming through. And I loved that. That was the first time I think I came inside. It had to be because I was giving a tour. You could, no one was, had seen mm -hmm. the place yet. Mm -hmm. They were outside basically. Most of the people were just members. Mm -hmm. Well, Tiffany, I want to thank you, first of all, for being a part of this program, for coming here because you have your own podcast now. Yes, I and do. And you just started. And you started off with someone really, really famous in the Japanese community. Mm -hmm. What's her name? Gao Chang. She's um, Gao Chang. half uh, Filipino, half British. Right. Um, where, where I started from my YouTube podcast. But with my podcast podcast, I have it for one year already too. The audio podcast. Oh, you had? Oh, really? I have an audio podcast. Okay, so I just thought you just started the. Okay, so that you was just, for YouTube. That was for YouTube. So you have quite how many? How many? I mean, how many episodes do oh, you have? Oh, I have like sixty-nine episodes now on my podcast on audio. On the audio. Yes. Okay, and what kind of subjects do you talk about? I have a lot of get influential guests talking about their experiences in life. Okay. And uh, success and and how they struggle and mm -hmm. you know like people can relate to mm -hmm. a lot from the health and wellness the LGBTQ community you help that people, too, yeah. right mm -hmm. and also you're also doing life coaching as well that's the reason why I started my podcast to be um, to get people's trust mm -hmm. to be there and and because if you're a life coach you they don't really I mean I am certified but um, it's not easy to be trusted by people mm -hmm. if you're not talking about what you really do right. in, in, in social media. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I, I thought about what's the best way to do it and I came up with a podcast last year. Mm. And that's where it all started and then I, I first thought about the YouTube but remember last year, I, I'm sure you started your own YouTube channel. I started mine last, last, year, right? last October, I sure did. The there was so many, everyone has their own YouTube channel. The, everyone does. <laughs> they say that's the hardest place to go. They say that the podcasting mm -hmm. is the easiest and, and people listen to it. Mm -hmm. But YouTube, oh, it's hard everyone to wait to there. Everyone's there. And all of my, all of the people I know in Tokyo today, they're there. And I thought it would be so competitive to be there and, you know, get everyone's attention if I'm going to be there too. Mm -hmm. So I thought, why not start a podcast and try my, um, um, I mean, like, do my best to have to gain that confidence. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And once I have that confidence in speaking, then I'll be able to start YouTube or more visual. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's how I started my YouTube channel just recently, like last month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you, you know, that's, that's fantastic. You started because you did part one, part two. Yes. I subscribed. I subscribed Thank right you. away. Thank you so I much. did. Yes, 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 Thank yes. You. So you plan on. You told me what you plan on doing with that. Of course, you're going to be doing constantly, and then of course you um, also coach people mm -hmm. when you're going through that. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your childhood. Where did you grow up? So I Where grew up in the Philippines, okay. in Manila. Mm -hmm. I I came here in 
Japan 25, 26, 7 years ago. Really? Long time ago. <laughs> okay. So like when you were two or three. Okay. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So I came here when I was 18. Okay. Because my mom, I was in college back in the Philippines mm -hmm. and my mom told me that you should come to Japan and because my mom was already here. She was already here. Okay. Yeah. Because my mom came here when I was a very young age. I was six, seven. Okay. She was already here. And we, me and my siblings grew up in my uh, aunts and uncles, all, all our relatives. Mm -hmm. How many siblings do you have? I have two. Okay. A younger, one younger brother and one younger sister. And I have another one from my stepdad, Japanese. Okay. With my mom. This came here. So okay. we're all four. Who are you? And I'm the oldest. Okay. And when my mom left the Philippines, I was about seven when she left. Mm -hmm. And we grew up in, with our aunts and uncles and relatives. Grandma, grandpa and grandma and we were everywhere because I've had such a rough childhood um, not having our parents with us right right yeah so um, when my mom told me about when I when I was in eight when I was 18 she told me that you should come to Japan or otherwise we're not be able to adopt you because there's a limit for adoption to be her, a family visa so her and her husband then yes Yes. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, so I have to decide. And I was still in college. I was second year college back in the Philippines. And I thought, if I lose this opportunity, I'm not going to be able to live in Japan. Or, But then I didn't have any idea of what Japan is. Okay. In the Philippines... Had you ever traveled outside the Philippines? No. Not at all. That was so my first all time you traveling. Knew. Yeah. What kind of, okay, let's, get, let's go back a little bit before you mm -hmm. get into that. What kind of sports did you like when you were young? Or when I was young, I loved volleyball. Okay. I always play with my my friends volleyball. Okay. Yeah, I think it's also because I'm taller. You always one of the taller kids in the class. Yes, I'm always the taller <laughs> one of the tallest, and always in the back. You know when you lined up, right? And then you like by height, and right. always always in the back. So you hated that. <laughs> How tall are you right now? I'm one seventy three, so okay. it's like five eight and a half. Five eight and a half. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So you like volleyball? Did I love volleyball. Any other? What other activities did you like? I love dancing. Okay. So that's my other curricular activities when I was in school. So um, when I was in when I was in um, uh, elementary, mm -hmm. not elementary. I think it was already in high school when it all started. Mm -hmm. So I was born bio bi biologically a, ma a male. Okay. And I. My transformation all, all, all happened when I came to Japan. Yeah. So when I was in school, um, it was difficult for me to find the people that I can hang out and be friends with. Although there were so many that I see around, but because um, in the Philippines it's more, it's not, it's not like being open, it's just everyone's there, present, and, and you, you know that they're different, they're unique, like me, but we get bullied bullied from, from being different. Okay. So we had to find our right um, peers or people to hang out in school, even not our classmates, right? Mm -hmm. So, and I'm lucky to be able to have those um, friends that I met where I hang out with them uh, during um, after school or during our lunch, I mean like recess or, or all that, right? Because being in school, I get bullied a lot right. from being different, and also that started in elementary school. Elementary from elementary, yeah, because yeah, I was different already. I, I, I 
thought already I'm different, but I didn't know what my real gender identity okay. was back okay. then. So I, and also being in, in my family where my, my relatives, my aunts and uncles, everyone were like taking care of us, they didn't support what I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Although I'm still finding who am I. What do you mean you're still finding who? Like my real gender identity. But don't you, you've already decided, haven't you? I know that I wanted to be, I had the image of, oh, I want to be like, so when I was, when I was like six, seven, I, I watched Madonna. Right. Madonna is kind of an inspiration because she was so like, when you remember when right, she I remember, came yes. out, like, like a virgin. I mean, and all right, that, all I was just like, wow, that, that is so powerful, you know? And I admire her for being for being different right. from all and the being other so artists. being so open and everything else, okay. Yeah, so I was... But okay, then what about Prince, when you watch Prince? I didn't really look Prince, I looked They didn't more, do it? Yeah, it, I looked Madonna more. Okay, what about David Bowie? No, I didn't look David Bowie too. Okay. So I really thought I really wanted to be an image of a, a woman. A woman, a woman. Yeah, that's, that's, okay. that's what my image was. But my, my relatives didn't support me to, for or, you know, for, for doing that. And I mean, you also raised the Catholic. I was raised Catholic. So that's one of the biggest things because of Christianity. Exactly. Right. My, my grandpa, which is raised during the World War, um, I don't know, when, World War Two. Okay, yes. <laughs> and he was so super strict, super, super, super strict. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you a story one time when I was six years old, so that's when my mom left, and they live in the south part of the Philippines. So from Manila, my mom, me and my mom traveled and my siblings to go to where my grandpa and my grandma was. And that was, she was born to mm-hmm. south part of the Philippines. And we were taking care of our grandpa and my grandma when she left. And my grandpa was so strict. And one time I was, I was watching that Madonna, Madonna mm-hmm. video, and I was trying to copy her, like putting my towel right. on my hair, right. like just like a hair, like, like performing in front of my cousins. Right. And my cousins were just like so like clapping, like support, like you know clapping for me. And then she, he saw me, and then he just literally dragged me, and, and on the second floor is where we have our altar for you know for for the Christ, Catholic, yeah. yeah. Right. And he he put a salt grain on the floor. He said, Neil, and you're not going to be leaving there unless, you know, you ask for forgiveness. And okay. that's, you're very Catholic, right? Yes, yes. So I was kneeling for, I don't know how many, hours. but yeah, hours because of what I did. Right. And but he didn't, he didn't hit you or beat you or anything, did he? He wasn't really he cruel. Does, he does that too. I know. No, it's normal. In the, I understand that, yeah. Yeah. Back, it was, they I did it that was to normal. anyone. They did that to anybody. Yeah. yeah I, understand, I yeah. think for them, that's how they raised kids right, right that's right, right. So that's well it's corporal punishment taught. right so um but for me i didn't i mean i didn't understand i thought i was like i just did wrong i did wrong and i have to how old were you then i was six seven oh, six, five six years okay old. so you're still young <clears throat> very young see something it's funny that you're telling me about that right now because there's a book that oprah you know oprah yes i love oprah she has a book out called what happened to you Mm, you need to you need to get it. you need to get it. I do it on books on tape, audio, mm-hmm. and she talks about basically childhood trauma mm-hmm. and what happens to you. And she had a very hard childhood. Mm-hmm. It made me start to bring up some things that I thought mm-hmm. were pretty hard, and it makes me start wondering if I've done anything like that to my own children, because you just don't know. You're you're in the moment sometimes, mm-hmm. and you think 
they'll understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. But then afterwards, they turn 20 or 30 and look at you and say, you remember what you did? Yeah. <laughs> and you go, what? I don't remember. Because yeah. you were doing it to someone. You remember when it's done to you. And that's what gives me, I guess, relief when I think about my mother. Because mm -hmm. I want to know what happened to her. Mm, so true. It's a vicious cycle. It is. And she did is. the best she, she thought could. she could do. She the could, same yeah. way your grandfather was doing with you. Mm -hmm. He was not trying to hurt you. No, yeah. He was trying mm -hmm. to protect you. Exactly. The only way he knew. Mm -hmm. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. So I didn't have any idea. And, and, and I'm glad you talk, you, talk, you talk about that trauma thing because I, I healed myself after when I became, an, an, you know, like adult already, like, like when I was um, in late 20s, when right. I started to finally heal and uh, go back to all my traumas and and completely healed and forgiveness mm -hmm. and acceptance and mm -hmm. love yeah. and it was a long process but it was all worth it and well, that's when, when when it all came to me that when you told when you said about the trauma and how you healed from everything it's really important because yeah. it's otherwise you're not going to be able to move on in your life and that's true it's not going to be um, easy for you. Right. Like they say, isn't it something like they say, you have to learn how to forgive, love yourself, mm -hmm. but you won't forget. Mm -hmm. But if you don't spend time thinking about it, you will forget. You just don't think about it. It's just like thinking about death every day. Yeah. You know you're going to die, but do you really want to think about that every day? Mm -hmm. <laughs> no. Yeah. So some things are infinity. I remember as a kid, I loved math. Mm -hmm. And I remember I started thinking about infinity. I think it's something you need to leave alone because <laughs> never, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Someone can always add one more. Mm -hmm. You can never get the highest number. Mm -hmm. So I think that too, forgiveness, forgive things you want to forget. Then forget about it. Mm -hmm. Do something more important. Start a podcast, or do and something talk about it. and talk about it. Yeah. And just hit the surface. Don't get into it to where you have to have tears or anything, because you should have done that somewhere else. Mm, mm, right? So true, yeah. So when my, my grandfather my grandma passed away, I didn't even have, I didn't want to see them. Because for me, I was still, I think, in early 20s. And I thought, like, I hated them. I got you. I, I don't want to be there. Even in their, in, when they, when they um, get buried and like all that, like, have funeral, right? I... My mom was like, aren't you going to come? And, and I'm like, no. I'm not Are they her here. parents or your father's parents? My mom's parents. Okay. So I, I told her, no, I can't. I don't, I don't have to be there. I can't. And I, I, there's no forgiveness. And it's just like hate, you know, until even when they died, right? When they pass away. And so um, then re re realizing after all, like when I, when I started to, to, to do my healing is when I, started to um, the forgiveness and all that and I do meditate so when I when I did all that um, process of healing of my childhood I during that process like I imagined myself talking to them and having to understand like what they did to me was you're right like they, they I, I, I that's what they can do the, their best to protect me so that's why when I'm talking to them, it was really, um, that's where I, like, my, the, I, I cried so much during that healing process, but it, it was really worth it, mm -hmm. and I, I felt like I can um, share and talk about my experiences with them, mm -hmm. as a respect for, you know, what they did. Right, of course, of course. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said, the thing that makes me gives me comfort is when you ask yourself, mm -hmm. what happened to them? 
It could have been so horrible, mm. and they still, mm. you know, they they were kind. Then you think they were really nice to me because if they did what happened to them mm -hmm. to you, mm. oh, be different, yeah. you know, you don't know. Yeah, because you know, corporal punishment was still when they were growing up. <laughs> World was, War Two. They, that's they right. They're trying to survive, right? That's yeah. right. Completely different. Okay, so tell me. From after high, you had trouble and in, in issues when you were in elementary. It continued in junior high school. So oh, you don't have junior high school. Yeah. Um, after my grandpa, and my grand. So we didn't last for my grandpa because we were so strict. And then um, my mom came back, and then we we were. My mom has uh, seven, eight siblings. But where were, where, where were you? Um, where was your father? He wasn't a part of the picture. He, he was. He was there, but he couldn't support us because. His job was a security guard, and he couldn't even support by the, I mean himself, right? So he was there, like visiting us every now and then, and he was one of our comforts. Like I feel comfortable if I, I feel like I have that love every time he visits. Really? Yeah, because even no matter how, even if he knew that you were a little different. Yeah, because um, he's been really um, comforting. He was so nice. He was so kind. He know for a fact that he can support us money because that's what my mom actually giving us. But he was there. He wasn't like absent, absent. most of the time because my mom was like Working will come back time. like once a year or not even once a year. Oh, because she's going outside country? Here in Japan. Oh, she was coming to Japan. Was here, yeah. oh, he was okay. already here. So my our the one that we can only talk I mean like be feel comfortable about is my dad. So how's your father mother now? They're they're not like um, hate each other, but like they're yeah. okay. But they, is your father still alive? He's, he's still in the he's Philippines. He's with okay. my uh, other siblings. Okay. Um, and they're not like you know like totally. They're they're okay. Because I, I think my mom came back to to the Philippines too before COVID, mm -hmm. and they they seen each other. And my my sibling told me about they were just fine. They were just talking, and mm -hmm. you know it's nothing like you know like hate between them like mm -hmm. you know because if you like you know like not that anymore although my mom still up until now the reason you know like he's talking a lot about my why 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 you know why why he, why she left us because of my dad and you know she was such a good fam good you know oh, she's saying that so she's blaming it on him everything <laughs> everything on my dad <laughs> he's in Mexico why yeah. me wait, wait. <laughs> yeah but, he, but funny thing is she never see it that her absence is also what we needed. She never. But she knew you needed money, though. Exactly. Yeah. She said, "Look, yeah. she has this second, and you, a mother's love for her kids. Mm -hmm. They'll do. They'll do anything. Yeah. Anything." She said, that, "As yeah. much as it's tearing her apart." Mm -hmm. She said, "I'm gonna go away, but I'm gonna make sure my kids survive." Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she really did an amazing job about it. You know, she she really wants us to have like a good career, good good finish our studies. You know, and all that, but yeah, deep down inside, we're really struggling because we were raised by different relatives, which were not even feel comfortable, and all those relatives want to take care of us because she wasn't basically there. sending money. Oh, right, right, okay, That's right. why they want to take care I of us. I got you. I got you. And then um, I understand that part, but then why would you not treat us like a family if you are being supported by my mom? Which is they actually treated oh. us. Oh, I see. They treated us like like maids. Like I got you. I understand. Like, I understand. Do that, do that. 
So we were like, wait, wait, hold we were on. always <laughs> crying, and the only escape that we can go is my dad. Every time he visits, like I would tell him everything. I would cry. I would tell him like, we really need to get out, and we just like want to be with you. And and I I done that for several times, like escaping from my <coughs> relatives because we couldn't handle it anymore. Right, right. And then I would remember I was very young. I was in, still in probably eight, nine years old. Mm. Imagine in, in Manila, like how it's so, it's a very dangerous city. Yeah, I know, I know. And then when you go around as a young child, like going around not knowing where you're going, because I'm trying to find my dad. Right. Like oh, that's what you look at. Oh, I see. But he would give, every time he would visit us, he would give his address mm -hmm. or phone number. But back, you know, back then, no, no, no. Right, phones, right, right. right. So, right. so I would always just find the address, like find his address. And it's not as... Like Google Maps. Right, right. You, 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 <laughs> you had to, to guess. You had to guess people. and ask people, right? Yeah. So it was really difficult in in the beginning, and then I realized the next time I he come visit us, I really have to go with him and, and see where he lives, lives and, and then, then come back. He send me back, right. and then I would remember. That's right. So that's what I did. And then <laughs> after how many times? How many times? So many times. You had so many times. No, I'm not talking about running away. How many times did you do? Did you run away without knowing where he lived? How many oh, times did like you do that? Only a few times. <laughs> okay. And then I realized you that never I have, him we, have find, <laughs> we have to follow him next time. Yeah, right. And then and then when 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 I when he always gets surprised, like, why are you here? Hey, <laughs> you know? yeah. And um and then I would eventually cry and I would share everything, like what what you know, what's happening mm. in, you know, in the house. And I would always tell him, like, just get my other siblings and we just wanna be with you and I think until he realized, I, when I told him, it doesn't matter like where we live, how poor area we're gonna be, it's how you're being just cheated. to be with you, and we'll feel safe, and that's gonna be fine. And I think that's the realization. The realization came to him. He's just like, okay, let's find this place, and like what you said, it doesn't have to be like you know, like yeah, yeah the the amount that I'm, because he's a security guard. I got you. I got you. But you wanted the love. Us. You wanted, you, like you said, security. Someone you knew that was your blood yeah. that wouldn't treat you like a maid. Yeah. yeah and no my mom put us in private schools, but I even told her like it doesn't have to be private school. We can right. go to public school. Yeah. And we don't we don't care as long as we're together. And then when he started really think think about it, and then he took us. Oh, he did. He did. I was just the best of your life. How old were you? I was in high school. Okay, but I, I bet you felt so happy after all that so struggle. Happy. Oh. I was like so happy. So like I finally felt the relief. Yes. And um, but then there's another thing that I'm struggling because of my gender identity. Right. Okay. I can't really open up to him, even though he knew. Oh, oh really? So he, he knew. Kn he knew that I was different. He knew that you were feminine. Yeah, he knew that I, you know, I'm feminine. Just, right, I'm right. Slow, like the way I move. Right, right. But he, he never supported me of like. Okay, he like you know, like or talk to me about it. He never, and never tried to suppress you or make you feel bad about no, yourself. No, no, never. It's wonderful when you have a person around you like that. Mm -hmm. That's how my father was. Mm -hmm. He made me feel not because of gender identity. I always felt that if there's a such thing as reincarnation, sometimes they say you come back a man, then a woman, then a man, then a woman. I think I came back a man, a man, and a man. I love being a man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love it. I can't think of it. I can't think of it. Really, and I've never been confused or, or, or questioned my identity about what I like. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. I like that. But my father always made me feel like people liked me. Mm -hmm. And he always made me feel like I was... He never questioned. He just was a good guy. Mm -hmm. It's good when you meet people like that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
same as my same as my father. Like he was been there, but he he never questioned me. But he knows. But he just like you know, it was just there. And um, I was still processing of like finding my real gender identity in high school, where I found all this. Like uh, I was discussing earlier about these friends that I met through volleyball because a lot of them they loved playing volleyballs. A lot of men. A lot right. of. Um, Transsexual, well, the people that were questioning their identity, yeah, yeah, yeah. they love volleyball. They love volleyball. Wait, wait, tell me, wait, so you're going to tell me a secret. So. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but in the, in the Philippines, a lot of them, they go, go for volleyball. Volleyball, right. Because you can't go for basketball. But can't they do soccer? Manly. What about soccer? Isn't that another area? Man, and we don't have soccer in the Philippines. Oh, you don't? I don't think so. We oh. had um, basketball, uh, volleyball. Volleyball, baseball. I don't think we have baseball. You don't have baseball? You no. don't do baseball? No. Football, American football. We don't have that no. too. Okay. Yeah, so it's very um, selected sports. Right, selected so sports. Okay, but team sports. Those are the team sports. Yeah. Basketball, yeah. volleyball. Mm -hmm. I think we have swimming. You have swimming, yeah, but, but that's not team sport. Yeah, that's a little bit it was. Different. Yeah. yeah. So I think yeah, there's not many. There's not many. But really, so yeah. a lot. Of, that was a so big thing. So a lot thing. of them, we 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 would go to volleyball and we we gather and we just like play and we just like. It was just so much fun to have that community. The community, right. Mm -hmm. And nobody said anything, but everybody knew. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's like, so feminine, but like, right. you know. Right. Like, yeah, so it was really fun to have that community. And then some of them, I have them as a community for dancing. So we form a group of, we have this one choreographer that forms us to do a dance, uh, dance um, choreographies to join uh, dance contests because in the okay. Philippines we have those uh, you know here in Japan we have the Matsuri like festivals Matsuri, right, 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 right. so every town has festivals and what we do we we have this um, choreograph uh, dance routines and we will join those contests mm -hmm, and we mm -hmm. always win ah. so we that's like escape of me because at home I can't be who I am although my father knew but I can't be really like you know exactly who, what I wanted to be mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I don't know if they, he will approve it. Right, You kind so, of, and you don't want to lose that love. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, know, I don't want to lose that love for my, for, my, right. for my dad, so. Does he know now? He knew uh, everything after I came back to Japan, after, before I transformed, I always let them know, I always let him know, and I, I let my sister know, and my sister let him know. And so, how did he, uh, has he, have you seen him since you've transformed? He did, yeah, of course, I came back home, um, I would go back home once in a while, but not as much as as I have to be. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, but he he completely saw me. He completely. But what is how was it? He was okay. He was just like. It, but how old were you at that time? I'm already um, in my late early twenties okay, when I came okay. here, right? So, okay. and then after I came back, and then he saw the transformation, and. He he was just like it's your life you, you know I I can't like you know judge or whatever like as long as you're happy as long as you're not gonna forget God he's very Catholic too mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as long as you're always gonna go and you know I always pray for you like just don't forget to pray and you know like be be in touch with God whatever you do in your mm -hmm. life and it's been with me I've I've been Catholic I I love being Catholic because I have that mm -hmm. safe space of. You know, it's like a deeper meditation. Yeah, and <laughs> because then we don't have meditation back then, right? So that's like right. I feel really safe if I go to church and I, I just talk directly to to God and the Franciscan chapel. <laughs> Over here in Rapongi, this one. <laughs> yeah, in, in Rapongi, <laughs> I've been there too, but I, I love the one in Yotsuya. Which one is that? Yotsuya is one in um, right next to. 
Sophia University. Oh, Jochi, right next to the, the big one. Oh, the I haven't, one. I've I never been inside that. I've never been inside yeah. that. I, I bet it's beautiful inside. I bet you it is. So big, yeah. Wow. So that's one of my favorite shows mm-hmm. here in Japan mm-hmm. that I go. And every time that I was just like, go, I feel really, you know, like, you feel like so comfortable and just like relaxed. And, and it's such a safe space yes. for me. And I don't have, um, I don't have anything that happened to me when I was a kid, like, because a lot of them say like, although in the Bible they say like, only man and woman, right? Like, we I always say that. Yes. But I didn't have that bully when I was, when I was in school and being a Catholic and going to church. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that. I think in the Philippines it was, it was kind of not, it was not really talked about that if you're different, if you're gay, if you're trans you're not allowed to go to church it's not like that like it's so i was when i was in school and in high school i was in a choir Mm -hmm. i was a member of choir and and for 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 catholic school and i was also a member of this youth movement for catholic Mm -hmm. and i've always been you know being being catholic i've always been catholic i love being catholic but yeah like and and it helped me it helped me also in that part of being just um, in touch with my religion and that core of having that in you, mm-hmm. like what you said, we have, we don't have that back then. The meditation, right, right, right. But that, that was a form of it, right? Yeah. So that was a form yeah. of it, and I really felt safe. Mm, that's good. Yeah. So, but the big thing you told me about was volleyball. So volleyball <laughs> that was a really an area where all of you could get together. Mm-hmm. What other things did you? The dancing. What kind of dancing? You're talking about dancing. Yeah, what? it was more of like. Dance like a jazz dance. Okay. Because in the Philippines, everyone loves to dance. Yes. Either either you're a dancer or a singer. And sing. That's yeah. right. Everyone loves to dance and I'm sing. I'm not a singer, but I'm a dancer. <laughs> if you can dance, you can sing. If you can sing, you can dance. Yeah, that's right. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. So wow. I love dancing. So ever since I was a small kid, I've always been dancing. I love okay. dancing. All right. So okay. So then you graduate from college. Mm-hmm. Would you? I didn't graduate college. Oh, you I didn't was in that. second year college when my mom told me you have to come here. So she can adopt you. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to adopt you, and you can't live here. You can come, but you cannot live in Japan. Okay. But the reason why I came here, I, in the Philippines, is so Americanized. All the TV that we watch, the films that we watch, are from America, and I was so fascinated with America, like American dream, and I love all the MTVs and all that shows, and I thought maybe that's the way I can go from Japan to America. Instead of like, because it's not going to be easy for you from coming from the Philippines straight to America. So I thought, if I'm going to live in Japan, or if I'm going to go to Japan first, then I think that's going to be the way to go to America. <laughs> that was my right, plan. Right, okay, I got you, I got you. That was my plan. Because you wanted to end up living in America at that time. I wanted to okay. go to America. Yes, okay. But I'm glad I did came here first, and then I, when I was traveling, I realized how, how lucky I am being to be here. To <laughs> talk to me, you said, hey, I'm great. That was a close one. <laughs> you right there and lived there, and been a whole different story. Yeah, I just, love I love America though. Yeah, but it's just it just has a little bit more drama than some people need to deal with on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I love America too. Mm, mm, mm. I love Disneyland as well, but would you want to live there? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> everything, everything's fancy. I mean, after a while, it's just—it's a little bit overwhelming. Mm-hmm. America, mm-hmm. but Japan is just like wow. very peaceful <clears throat> and the safety. 
I didn't have that safety when I was in the Philippines. And you wouldn't have it necessarily if you went, you know, to America either. It depends on where you go. Exactly. And that's when I realized that, that, wow, it can be dangerous in America too. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought about it because the only thing that they showed in in the media is America is That's the only thing you looked at. That's the only thing you looked at. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I all see or I saw. Like I thought like it would be great to be in America. So okay, so you came, when you came to Japan, how long were you here? Mm-hmm. The f- you've been here for how long now? Twenty six, seven. Twenty six, seven years. Yeah. How long were you here before you finally got a chance to go to America? I think it was three, four years after, and I told my mom I need to get a visa to go to America. I just want to go visit. Okay. And then um, we went together to American Embassy to get a visa, and it was so easy because we because you're Japanese, you're, you're yeah. a Japanese citizen. Yeah, yeah. so it's not like hard. Because okay. I've heard in the Philippines, if you want to get a visa to go to America, it takes forever. Yeah, and you better have some cash too, yeah. Yeah, and that too. And here it was just like interview, you just have to show up, and you just have to show that you're really working here mm-hmm. and live here. And then they, they grant, and they granted me for 10-year visa the first time. Yeah. And that had been every time. Like every time. Expired, yeah. like 10-year visa, right. I would get to go to the U.S. Wow. So, okay, so when you went, where did you go in the States? The first time I went, where did I go? Did you go by yourself? The first time, I think I went by myself. I think so. But I already had friends. Did you know? Oh, I was going to say. Did you know someone? Yeah. Yeah. So, where'd you go? East Coast, West Coast? Where'd you go first? I'm not sure if I went to New York or LA first. Okay. But either of those places I went. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think maybe LA because I really want to. See Hollywood, right? That's <laughs> like in Madrid. Oh no, wait! I think I went to visit my aunts and my aunts and uncle because I have a relative, mm-hmm. my mom's cousin mm-hmm. in America, and they live in Oregon. Okay, so you went up to you went up to Oregon first. Yeah. So there's nothing up there. Yeah. So in Oregon, Portland, you said Oregon, okay. Oregon. All right. So you stayed there. You that's the only place. Then you came back. I think I went to Portland, Oregon. I think I went back and then. I told myself I want to go to LA next time. Yeah, okay. And then I, that's where I went to LA right. by myself. Right. But yeah, the first time it was with my mm-hmm. uh, visiting my relatives, mm-hmm. and I was just like, really, wow, like, this is nice. But at the same time, realizing it more, and then sometimes I would go with my friends to travel in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this one friend that I always hang out. Like we went to New York and LA, and she's also trans. Okay, but was she? That, but at that time, you guys weren't. At the time you were going there, had you already made your transformation? I didn't. I already had my breast implants. And okay. Right. Oh, so you had that. Okay. Yeah, but not like completely. Right. Completely. Right. But my my other friend, she's full, full, full. She on already it. was. Yeah, and and even her passport is male, female. Everything. So everything. So she did. She can't okay. even. Have, and she also have the Japanese passport. Mm-hmm. She's Filipino too, but she right. transformed to Japanese. Because I think if you're Japanese, it's easier for you to change everything. Okay. Because in the Philippines we can because it's very Catholic. Wait, wait, wait. You can't? You can't. Where do you, where, so where do you go to do it? Where, where? No, it has to be like the same, like same name and same gender that you have. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, no. But I'm saying, but I'm talking about when you have the operation. Where do oh, you yeah, have yeah. Of course you can change everything. But In the Philippines? Yeah. In okay. the Philippines we didn't have the surgeon. I did it in Thailand. Okay. That's but probably the better place. The best yeah. Place. And, um, I'm talk- when I'm talking about a passport, I can't change my name or real name and my gender, even though I did everything. Right. Because we, we don't have that rule in the Philippines that even though you change... Oh, you have to stay the way you yeah. came in this world. We don't have that. So 
for her, she changed her passport to Japanese. Oh, so, so that she, she could do it. Everything. Right. Did you have you done that yet? I want to do it. Okay. But it put it kind of pushed me back a little bit when my mom told me that whatever properties she have in the Philippines, I can have if I change my passport to Japanese, because I'll be Japanese already, and I'm not. I'm not going to have the rights to be having the okay. rights from the properties from the Philippines right, right. anymore. <clears throat> okay. So you have that issue. So you you're still in. Limbo. Limbo, but I, I, I really want to. It just takes time and mm -hmm. also the right lawyer, the right to process it. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's not going to be like, like, That's right. da 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 da, right? right, like, right. Like I think I've heard in America it's like so easy. But here it, takes, it also takes time to process When you say here, you mean Japan? Japan, yeah. Okay. But the Philippines is what you're concerned about, right? Yeah, but that, yeah, exactly. That's, a, that's another concern thing that right. if I really want to give up my my citizenship as a Filipino. I see. Okay. Yeah, I love my country and I don't want to yeah. give up my citizenship, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if that's the only choice, if that's going to be not going to put me in so many troubles, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. then, you know, I can definitely go for a Japanese passport, oh. which makes me, you know... It makes it real easy for you. Yeah, easy for me and more right. safety. Right. Okay, so you've done, you've traveled, where, where are some of the places you've traveled to? Some of the places that you really enjoy traveling to? In America? In the world. Oh, I've been to so oh. many places. Not in imagine. Europe yet, which okay. I would love to go to Europe. You haven't been to Europe yet? Y not yet, but that's that's one of the places that I would love to explore. Okay. But I've been to most parts of Asia. I've been to um, the main cities in America. Mm -hmm. I've been to Cuba. I've been to Mexico. I've, yeah. I've Canada? Been, Canada, not yet. I would love to okay. go to Canada. So right. I've heard right. so much amazing things about Canada. Right, right. So you still have a lot of traveling that you want to do. I still, that yeah, you're I do. still okay, want okay. to do a lot of traveling that I want to do. Yeah, but I focus on traveling in America mm -hmm. that much because I think I have that visa that I, like 10 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't have to, because if you're a Philippine passport, you have to have a visa in every country. Mm -hmm. Because we, a Philippine is a third world country and you need a visa every time. And sometimes it's not easy to process a visa, right, for applying. So I think for me it's a convenience of like, oh, I have already a visa in America, why not just go in America? <laughs> but I love so America like in a way that. that I can escape of like too much work or like too much things going on in Japan. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That I can escape a little bit and be like, oh, it's nice in America for one week and then that's I'll right, go back. That's right, that's right. That's how I look at it too. Because mm -hmm. you, can, you can enjoy things there that you can't enjoy here. Mm -hmm. and, and you have... The fact that nobody knows you as well. This is really a small island. Yeah. Everybody knows everyone. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Very true. So what are some of your plans for the future, Tiffany? My plan for the future is to be more... Um, I just started being advocating and talking about my community, the LGBTQ community, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. especially for my trans brothers and sisters in the community. I wanted to be vocal more and share my experiences more, my stories more. And um, that's one another thing of being a life coach that I've learned that I can actually do it for others. So um, the transformation that I went through in surviving, because there are still many uh, uh, from the trans community that still having a hard time mm -hmm. tra transforming, you know, like from from what they did in the past and how they how they would overcome it and how how can be their other ways because right. oh, a lot of a lot of um, I'm not going to say in general but a lot of them it just go on for 
prosecution. They, oh, they get into the sex trade somehow. Sex, yeah, like right. a lot of the, and which is sad, right? Like right. Uh, for uh, a person to have more um, skills and 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 knowledge that they can share, mm -hmm. they would just like go for that mm -hmm. easy. I mean, I would say easy job, but for them, that's the only the only way that they can, they think, they can yes. go. Yes. So I want to show like being an entrepreneur too. I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur? Yeah. Okay, okay. I've been an entrepreneur for a okay, long right, time right. that you can also do something like not just being in the sex trade. Right, right. And and have your skills used and mm -hmm. knowledge. Well, I know you don't have children of your own, do you? No, I don't okay. have. Um, mm. That's the concern that I think a lot of parents go through and something I've thought about several times. Mm. It seems like because your community is very, very um, vocal mm. now mm. and there's so much media now. Do you think that it can somewhat be, let's say for example, if you were told about sexual things when you're really young, when we're trying to figure out who we are, mm -hmm. that you could have, that's, do you think some kids can be influenced to think that there's something they're not just because it's out in the media? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What would you have been like if you didn't see Madonna, maybe? Mm. I mean, would there, you understand what I'm saying? It's really interesting to ask that. You understand what I'm saying? Maybe, what if you saw some, someone who was maybe a little bit more male, mm -hmm. uh, a David Bowie, and that's all you mm -hmm. got to see, but mm -hmm. you found out he really was masculine. What would have happened to you then? Mm -hmm. Because most definitely it's something that triggered in you, but mm -hmm. was that really? Mm -hmm. You were an adult before you decided to make the transformation, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are doing it to their kids while they're young, mm -hmm. before they become adult, mm -hmm. adults. And I know you're... I'm, I'm pretty sure you're quite aware of the high suicide rate mm. of transsexuals, people that have made the operation, but they did it too young mm. and get older and realize mm. it's really, they just, mm. it wasn't for them. Was it, yeah, yeah, I agree. And they made that decision and it really wasn't mm. for them. Mm. So they saw that star, they saw someone and it mm. influenced them for the time, but that was just like a fad. Mm. But we're talking about real life. Mm, 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 mm. I've seen kids before that some kids you can see and you think, yes, okay, they're a little, something's different about them. Mm -hmm. And you can see that. But I don't know where it's going to go. I remember I had one parent who, because I have a class with children, I think I'm going to cut all this out. My part I'm going to cut out, but I want to tell you this. Mm -hmm. She had a little boy. She had two boys. Mm -hmm. And one acted a little more feminine than the other. Mm -hmm. And if I told you who she is, you'd know her. But she said, I said, don't try to make him a female because he isn't. Mm. He just doesn't respond the way. I could sense he was not that way, but she wanted to believe he was because she dealt with so many people that were homosexuals. Mm. And I said, don't do that to him. Please let mm -hmm. him become a boy first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Make a long story short, mm -hmm. talk with the father. Mm -hmm. Years later, mm -hmm. he's a boy. She was trying to, wow. and I don't know, see what I'm saying? Mm. We, we have to be very careful with someone's sexuality. Mm. I say that now, but because of technology and the amount of information we have, maybe it'll only be 10 years from now when you can be whatever you want to be. If I want to be a squirrel, I can be a squirrel tomorrow or whatever, because really, we're getting to that stage. There's only two things I think that's going to happen to man within the next 20 years, 30 years. Either we're going to wipe ourselves out as a species on this planet, or we're going to learn how to live forever.
Mm. We're gonna have the technology to be able to live indefinitely. It won't stop you from being hit by a bus, mm. but basically we'll be able to live indefinitely. Mm. I think only those two things are gonna happen within the next um, three to four decades. Mm. Within our lifetime, mm -hmm. I should put it that way. Mm -hmm. We're there. We can change everything. Look, you're, you're a good example of it. Mm. Who would have ever thought mm -hmm. in their wildest dreams, and you look like you're stable, you're, you're confident, you feel good about who you are, who would have ever thought that you could have come in this world, one sex, and changed the other? Yeah. Never. Never, yeah. And we have technology to do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's unreal. Everything in our body can be changed right now except for our brain. Mm. That's the truth. Yeah. And we're getting so close with computer technology that we're getting to the point of singularity to where the computers will be just as sharp as us. And who's to say we won't be able to put it there, but then with a spirit, with, we don't know yet. Mm. And if we're able to do that, <laughs> we can be robots for the first, you know. Talk, I can be talking to you through these cameras. <laughs> and, stuff, and I say, yeah, you remember Tiffany? You know, meeting somewhere, you never know. That's what I think is happening in the future. Mm -hmm. Just know. And we're in the perfect country because robotic-wise, Japan's, is, Japan's so advanced. Yes. And they're quiet about it, though. Mm -hmm. You know? They make the rest of Boston Electronics or whatever it is that thinks they're so... Come on. Japan had that a long time ago. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so that's what you see for the future? I see, future? yeah. I see, yeah. like, um, what the... Living back... For like twenty years ago, mm -hmm. um, comparing it now, it's so it's such a big transformation for everyone. I couldn't even talk about my gender identity before. I was so scared, but now you can. And you had a right to be. Yeah. So now it's it's. I mean, it's so good to see that in this in the in the media that a lot of representation now is happening. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But although in Japan, it still needs to do more to, you know, to have that representation because they're always, Japan's always behind when it comes to that, right? Yeah. America's always the first and, and, you know. They tend to be, they tend to be. Yeah, so I really yeah. hope that Japan can really follow soon. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why I want to be vocal about myself mm -hmm. in Japan, living in mm -hmm. Japan mm -hmm. as a trans in, in, for the LGBTQ community mm -hmm. because I think Japan needs more of representation. Do you think there are a lot of transsexuals here? I mean, you would know. Are there a lot here? There's a lot. That they, and there's also a lot that doesn't even want to come out. Of course they won't, yeah. yeah. They wouldn't come out. They won't say anything. Because yeah. they're of that age and of that bracket. They've had mm -hmm. so much happen to them. Mm -hmm. They figured, oh, why not? Well, yeah. that's what I was suggesting to you at the beginning. But anyway, so you've done it. So yeah. we'll, see, we'll see where we go with this. I hope we take it. But I think you're really brave, Tiffany, to be able to do this. Mm -hmm. And I think the time is coming for people to be able to say more of who right. they really are and what they really feel and stuff. Because it shouldn't bother anyone else, really, as to how you feel about who you are, mm -hmm. as long as you're not trying to push that on someone else. Mm -hmm. If you feel comfortable being the way that you are, that's yeah. good. And that's something I like about Japan. Mm -hmm. I've said that as an African-American here. The Japanese feel like this. You're not Japanese, it's your business. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but if you're Japanese, it becomes theirs. You're welcome. <laughs> Tiffany, I want to thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking for this really time. It's been really me. good. I really thank appreciate you. it. And I'm really um, a fan of your show. I've been watching your episodes, and you've been—I uh, just want to say that you've, you've you've been doing a great job of like sharing other people's experience and stories. Yeah. And 
and it's really important. And now I think, like what you said, it's really the time before the time time really comes. It's a good way of preparation of like having these voices heard. And and thank you for doing your amazing work. Oh, thank I'm you. I'm really grateful to be part of this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. All of you watching this podcast, make sure you press like, subscribe, and never forget, it's all alone. Continue to reach for the stars, and you're too blessed to be stressed.